0: I'm Coach Seb, and this is running New Mexico. All right. Joining me today, I have Victoria Martinez Collins. She is a former. Robertson Cardinal, Adams State Grizzly, uh, 12-time All-American. She's was a 2006 NCAA Woman of the Year nominee, uh, 2007 Outdoor Qualifier for USAs, 2008 Indoor Qualifier and Olympic tri- Trials Qualifier, and again in 2010, she has a ton of experience, super fast (laughs) with, uh, let's see, a 400 PR of 56.5, 800 PR of 204.5, 1500 at 417, a mile that's faster than my official mile PR, so I'm not going to mention that one. (laughs) Thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Good, I'm glad. Uh, You know, my first question is, how'd you get into running?
1: Um, funny enough, running was one of the sports I kind of picked up later. I, um, I didn't run track until I was in eighth grade. And I remember it was cause all my friends ran in seventh grade and just told me how fun it was. And so eighth grade year came around and I, I just wanted to try it. And funny enough, I, uh, I remember we had our time trials, like for the sprints. So I started off as a sprinter. I was I ran the one and the two and um, I beat the kids that had ran the year before, and I was like, oh, okay, I might be I might be onto something. But um, so track was eighth grade year, and the distance coach at the time could not convince me to run cross country until I was a sophomore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's not too surprising, saying that you started off with the the hundred and the two and the two hundred. Yeah. It's the you know a little bit of a jump up. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, freshman year, I went to, I think it was two practices for cross country. I remember walking half the run in both of those practices. And after the second one, I was just like, this man is crazy. I'm, you know, I'm just going to go back to playing soccer. So um, <laughs> gave, it a, gave it a shot that freshman year. I was like, no, I'll just play soccer. And then finally, after track that year, he, he convinced me to come out during the summer. And so I did soccer and cross country the following year, uh, simultaneously.
0: <laughs> I got asked, do you remember those, where those first two runs were? Were they just in town or did you guys go out?
1: Uh, so in Las Vegas, if I remember, they were from the high school. One was literally probably down to the plaza and back. And I'm trying to think the other one, maybe just something similar towards Highlands again. And, you know, you you think like I nowadays? I think of how long runs used to be, and it it could have been three or four miles, but it just felt like forever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, I I just ask because I I still remember my first run uh, in cross country out in Vegas, and uh, our coach had taken us out to Las Despianzas. Oh
1: my god! Yes. <laughs>
0: And oh no! You know that run. <laughs> yes. Uh, some of these listeners may not, but you, we would drive out, and the coach would drop us off. You know, depending on how far we were running, and then park out by the by the highway, and we'd have usually sometimes a little closer. But you, when you were getting cl- close to the end, there was that hill. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I still remember. And as I got older, obviously, it, it became nothing. But that first time, man, it just yeah, felt like it was pretty scary. It felt like it was forever. And it's not even the worst hill in or around Vegas that we ran.
1: <laughs> no, no. Oh, that's so funny. That did bring me back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, then I'll ask you about another uh, famous hill in in Vegas. Victory Hill.
1: Victory Hill. Yes. It's funny cuz I think pretty much every sport in the high school at some point when it did hill repeats there. And yeah, it like <laughs> I don't know if to say good memories, bad memories, they're one and the same. Um running out to there and just cuz what was it? Like you get halfway and it like not levels out for like a lot, but there's just one like part. You're like, Oh no, that's only halfway. You gotta, you gotta yep. keep going to the top, but Oh, good old victory hill. Yep. Lots of, lots of memories and hard days on that one.
0: Oh yeah. That was a, just a classic Vegas run. Just, Oh my God. Hated that <laughs> one. <laughs> and then the, and, and the run there, you're going to uphill
1: to get to it, yeah. yeah. The, going up the highway pass yeah. to get to that back road. <laughs> oh, yeah.
0: Oh, man. Uh, you know, what finally convinced you, I guess, to to run cross country and to start moving up and doing the, the 400, and I, I think you did the 800 in high school as well, right?
1: I, I did, um, I think, I don't know exactly. Like, like I said, the, the coach at the time, after, you know, I ran track eighth grade year, ran, um, because, um, you know, when smaller towns and even some bigger, but like eighth grade, they can move you up to varsity. And then like freshman year ran. And after track, the coach, the distance coach was like, I want you to try this. And I think maybe just the challenge and, and it, it seemed fun. And I'm, I, Fun in a weird way. Like at the time, I, I still wasn't quite in love with cross country the way I am now. But I guess, again, more so the challenge of, of giving it a shot and like, okay, well, I was fast in this. Maybe I could try this event. And every year I moved up as far as trying the track events. So, like, I would go to the four and the 800, you know, sophomore year, I want to say. And then by the my junior year of track, I think I might have added the mile in there at some point. Um, but uh, my coach Montano, um, my senior year, he – I'll say he convinced me or I allowed him to let me run the two-mile one time uh, my senior year. But um, no, cross-country was just – I think it was it was my coach who, like, he ran in college at Highlands and just talking about it and just, um, you know – In high school, reading stories of the college athletes there at the time, I I just grew to love it more and more. Like track was so much fun. And and I still I I think back how funny it was being a sprinter. But the challenge and realizing I had some potential in middle distance distance. And and uh, by the time my senior year came around for cross country, I actually quit soccer um, in the middle of that that season just because I just knew I had more of a future with running somewhere. So it just, yeah, the challenge, just I guess the athlete or the person that I am, it was um, just competing and and like getting mad because it's like, oh my God, I I think I want to say, oh my God, I want to say my first cross country race was in Espanola. Do you remember the hill on that course that they used to have? I I I probably ran like a 23 minute something 5K, you know, and just that hill, and I was mad because I was like, I want to go faster, and that hill really hurt. (laughs) It was it was intense, but yeah, I I wanted to beat more people. I wanted to get faster, so I was like, oh okay, I'm doing this. I'm really gonna do this. I'm gonna commit and. That's that's how I got more into cross country. Just just being the competitive athlete that I was, am still am. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, we didn't run at Española till I was a senior, and I was injured, and so that was the first time we had seen the course. Um, but I remember yeah, that,
1: that was yeah, that was my first race.
0: Okay, that's what I was like. <laughs> it came down. You went down this hill and you were in the sand for a good stretch and then you had to climb out of it right after the sand.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. That
0: was a, I do remember that one. (laughs) I missed that one, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it was intense.
0: So you, you mentioned it, you know, in, in talking about, you know, that challenge, but you mentioned that you quit soccer. Because you felt like you had more of a, um, you could do more with running kind of, you know, mm-hmm. in the future collegiately. And and I guess that was my question. Is that when you realized, like, was it that year that you realized, like, okay, this is something I can continue to do? Or was it something that had been in the back of your mind for a while?
1: It had always been in the back of my mind. Um, so soccer was, like, my first Sport that I loved. I've I played soccer since I was about six years old. Um, I had two older brothers, and so they played sports, and I always wanted to do things they did. And I, I know, I can vaguely remember even as a freshman telling myself at some point that I was going to go to college to play a sport. I just didn't know which one at that time. But by the time my, I'll say my junior year, by the time junior year rolled around. Um, after my season for track that year, I had never heard of the Great Southwest Trek and Field Classic until I got invited. I, I never knew about it. And it was something about that was like, uh, yes, I'm going to go run somewhere. Still didn't know where, but that's when I knew that running was going to be my, my way. I mean, I was still going to go to college. That was the plan, but it was going to be a part of my college experience.
0: That's, that's pretty cool. And I think that's a, I think a lot of people sometimes, you know, it takes that extra little like, oh, well, other people are recognizing this in me as well. (laughs) So you ended up at Adams State. You know, you talk about, you know, your coach being from Highlands. Highlands is there in Vegas, reading about the, the collegiates there. Um, and they, they've had some good ones and, and coach degrees. So I've had on, it is amazing. What made you decide on Adams state?
1: So I didn't choose a school until June. Um, I, I was recruited by UNM, but I wasn't offered a scholarship. Um, there were a couple of, I remember, I didn't go, but I had a visit to, I think it was UT San Antonio. Um, I remember looking at NAU at Northern Arizona. Um, but I didn't really get offered anything aside from Coach degrees, who, yes, he's always been so supportive of my running and, of course, Vegas running and everything. So he was great. But it was just something that it wasn't, you know, to him, I just didn't want to stay home. I did want to get out. And, and see things. And I was actually very, I don't know if naive is the word, but I really, I didn't know about Adams. Um, my first, I guess, hearing about them, one of my best friends who was a year older, he went and played football. And then um, Morgan, actually, he took us to the Joe V Hill that year, my senior year for cross country. He took us to the meet. And again, I still didn't understand the tradition and, you know, how cool it was because the high school kids, we got to run first and then we got to see the collegiate athletes run. And I just still wasn't putting it together. So throughout the year, as my season's going and things are going good and I do, um, I knew some athletes from other New Mexico schools that like, hey, you know, Coach Martin is, is, is interested in you possibly going. And I'm like, okay. Again, still not realizing like how good this team was. (laughs) And so I hadn't signed with anybody. And at our state track meet, one of the assistant coaches saw me run, talked to my parents and said, Hey, we, we still have something available. We have scholarships, you know, would you guys like to come visit and, and check it out? And we're like, yes, let's please let's go. And I'll never forget it. We, we go for a visit. This was, um, maybe towards the end of June, they they went to Nationals first. And then after Nationals, we went and visited. And I mean, literally walking into Coach Martin's office and on the right wall were nothing but Armac plaques. Like, I mean, the wall was literally covered in plaques. And then on the left, he had like a big bookshelf and that one was covered with NCAA trophies. And me and my parents, like, we just walk in and look like, oh, this is this is some serious stuff. Like, this is, wow, wow, like, wow. And visited, talked to some of the athletes, of course, looked at the campus, the town. And by the end of the day, I told my parents, yep, this is this is where I'm going. This just feels right. It, it's a, Alamos is a small town like Vegas, so it still felt comfortable, but it, it just felt right and I mean, after seeing stuff like that, I'm like, I can, I can possibly be a part of that. Like, yes, give me a chance, Give myself a chance. Let's, let's do this. So, so I signed and and again, it was late in, you know, the signing period. The school was already done and they gave me a chance and it's probably one of the best decisions I ever made in my life.
0: That's, that is kind of crazy. like. <laughs> I had no idea that you took that long to kind of decide.
1: Yeah.
0: And it really, I mean, like you said, it really worked out. I mean, you obviously had a fantastic career there. And, you know, you talked about those first couple of runs, running high school cross country. Do you remember your first run at Adams State?
1: All I remember, like with the first runs, you know, I remember the second run because it had rained and it was very muddy. And I just remember on these runs, their, their easy pace was near my maximal at the time. And I remember on this run where it was muddy, we're, we're going on one of the, the river edges and, mud is caked to our shoes and I'm desperately trying to keep up on this regular aerobic run. And it was so hard. Like I got to college and I was like, okay, everybody's an all-star and even incoming freshmen, even though they're all-stars, these upper class women and men are like, this is a whole, this is a whole new level. This is, I, I was just in shock, amazed, scared, but excited. Because again, I was like, OK, I I see what they're doing. To me, it was like, that's possible. That's what's possible. But yeah, those those runs, trying to keep up, it, like running our, our, what was it, the first long run, and I had to do 10 miles. I didn't say it out loud. Like when Coach mentioned 10 miles, I'm like, oh, my goodness. I've, I don't think I've ever run more than six or seven. Like, <laughs> you want me to do 10? <laughs> OK. <laughs> Woo. So yeah, it's a it was a learning curve that that freshman year definitely was a learning curve on on all fronts. You know, adjusting to college life without my parents there, adjusting to the training, um, adjusting to the school load. It was it was a learning curve.
0: You know, I want to go back to that um, adjusting to kind of being without your parents. In just a second, but I want to ask one more thing about, about the kind of the training adjustment and I guess more specifically the, the racing, the Adams state teams in cross country races tend to all pack up and go. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What was that like experiencing I guess the first, you know, the first couple of races and, and trying to get yourself wrapped around that.
1: A neat thing was the tradition of how fast all these athletes have been. Where you're not you're not realizing how fast they are. All you know is that it's possible to get that fast. So on that note as an incoming freshman, and you're in this meet, and yeah, the you know the gun goes off in a cross country race, and you're sucked out the back. You know, I'm I'm trying to keep up, but in my head, I also know like I I can't go out this faster. I'm going to blow up by you know two and a half miles, and there there was a learning curve like. I think maybe the first or second race i tried to go out with certain people and did not work out for for the end of the race but you again you learn um but that was another thing like i said with the tradition is that you don't realize how fast most of your teammates are it's you you know it's the other schools that maybe if you would have competed at other places i could have been in the top five or seven of their team at the time but no this you know this team you had 12 girls 10 to 12 girls that were in front of me and you just you're just trying to get in the middle of their pack and not realizing if you get in the middle of their pack you're pretty fast but oh yeah those <laughs> those those races they they were they were hard cuz that yeah running that fast and not realizing how technical, I guess you could say, you know, with your training and, and your pacing. And (laughs) this sounds funny, but I didn't realize how much altitude was uh, beneficial, you know, growing up and living in Las Vegas, New Mexico, it's over 5,000. I didn't realize like that was a good thing for me (laughs) when going to sea level. I, I really didn't. I was so naive with so many little aspects of how you can be a better runner. And yeah, that was also really funny to me after I realized like when we went to sea level, why do I feel amazing? (laughs) You know, I can breathe so, so easily.
0: (laughs) Well, that's right. Cause you, you mentioned that your, your brothers had, you know, done sports as well, but neither of them were runners. I think they both played baseball, right?
1: They, yeah. One, the older one, he played football. They did both play soccer, um they played baseball and um one of my brothers he was a senior when i was a freshman he he did try track and he tells me he's like i should have probably tried cross country and track sooner like he ended up liking it but he only did one season cuz he always played soccer during uh, cross country and then he always played baseball during track season and so he tried it once but yeah i in my family um I was the one who just really tried it because I'll, I'll tell you a funny story. So, my eighth grade year, when we're getting ready, they let us run um, one middle school track meet, uh, a bunch of the eighth graders. And I remember asking my dad, I found a pair of spikes on East, East Bay, the East Bay Magazine. I don't know. If, if, if older people, you might remember these. Younger people, you might not know what the heck I'm talking about. But the East Bay Magazine used to come in the mail, and this is where you ordered your your sport shoes, um, a pair of Nikes, they were white and blue with the black check and they were $45, $45. And I remember asking my dad, hey, I'm running track, can you buy these for me? <laughs> he's like, $45, you, are you crazy? I'm, I'm gonna spend that on those? And I'm like, I, I promise you, it's gonna be okay. And my dad will always tell me, he's like, those the best $45 I ever spent. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, and, and it's just funny, like thinking back of how that started, and how we didn't know, and you think of forty five dollars, yeah, that's that can buy you one shoe nowadays. Yeah. But um, they 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 let us run that one middle school meet, and I won all the events I ran that day, and they moved us up to the high school, and that that was all she wrote. I guess that was <laughs> where it all started. It was so fun. <laughs> it was so fun. Ah.
0: Uh. You know, you you talked about that transition to, you know, being on your own in college, which is, you know, always tough. Mm -hmm. But you had chosen a school that was, you know, like you said, Alamosa is pretty similar to Vegas. It's a small college town, you know, not a ton to do, but, you know, tons of things outside, you know, plenty of hiking, the sand dunes, those types of things. Mm-hmm. Um, so what was that, that transition like for you going, you know, uh, it's, it's about two hours, two and a half hours from Vegas, I think. It's
1: uh, yeah, like a three hour yeah. drive. I, I will take different routes someday. Yeah. Um, <laughs> some days you can go up through Mora and Taos. Other days you can go through Santa Fe and Española. Um, one thing, it was funny when my, my parents dropped me off and, you know, Coach Martin is a very serious man. You, you've met him. And my parents told him if Victoria gets out of line in any way, um, you have our permission to kick her in the butt. Like, And they they didn't say butt, but they told Coach Martin, like, yes, you you know, we're trusting you with her, but we also, you know, we know what she needs sometimes. So my parents, first of all, told him, like, you know, it's okay. You can yell at her. You can get mad at her if you need to. And so it it was uh, being alone there because being at Adams State, I maybe had a couple of people that were from New Mexico, but, you know, a lot of these kids that were there knew each other from high school. A lot of them went to school together. So that was an adjustment, not really knowing anybody. It was nice because though you you automatically did have your team um so they they always try to to make you feel welcome they i mean a lot of them do know how it is to be away from family because you got kids from california uh kids from texas so it was an instant family which was really nice but um you know in all honesty my freshman year i probably Stayed out late some nights, not doing what I'm supposed to. Um, Probably going to bed, get, you know, four or five hours of sleep and try to go do a long Sunday run. And it caught up with me. Yeah, it was a, um, that was definitely one thing that I learned freshman year. The school, um, the type of student athlete I was, in my head, it was like, hey, one you know you have to be eligible to compete so don't be silly do your work and two i mean i i wasn't gonna half-ass any of my schoolwork either i wanted to make sure i got my stuff done running was definitely a big priority but i i made sure i did get my schooling done like i had all my credits and all the things i needed to do um and juggling that i i guess to say it was hard but it was the necessary thing so I I I can't say like that it wasn't difficult, but I don't I also remember it being like, Oh my god, how am I gonna do this? It was just something that had to be done. But um but again the adjustment being alone, you know, I don't have somebody to tell me, Hey, you should probably go to bed. Hey, you should drink more water, or hey, don't go eating Pop Tarts before, you know, a run or you know, something like that. <laughs> so that was another learning curve. Um, and because freshman year for indoor track, well, cross country, um, I decided not to redshirt because I was like, no, I'm going to make the team. I'm going to run fast. I can do it my freshman year, you know, hindsight to where I am now, gosh, I should have redshirted. I should have redshirted. I would have saved a year, but I tried and I didn't make the team for, for a conference and regionals and such. And then indoor track and outdoor track, indoor i was the second person not to go for the 800 and outdoor i was the first person to miss making it to nationals for the 800 and that lit a fire under my butt also like the feeling of like when the people when our team was getting ready to go to nationals i was so mad at myself because i'm like hey you messed up there was days you could have rested more um days you could have just done things better and that's on me you know that was my fault and at least i hope to say i was mature enough to realize that um so for yeah for all kids it's a it's a learning curve i mean you i can tell you mistakes people make i can tell you but if you want to experience it yourself that that's also okay you learn that way but you can also learn from other people's past mistakes <laughs>
0: You know, you talked about kind of finding your, your niche there in the, in the middle distance Mm -hmm. and, you know, especially there with the 800, I think that was kind of your, your main specialty. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, on the men's side, it's always a little interesting with those middle distance runners, they can do well in cross country, but usually it's a little harder because they're going from 8k and 10k throughout the cross country season. Mm-hmm. Um, but the women are still running. It's, you know, 5K, what you were doing in high school, move up to 6K at, at those championship meets. You know, how did you feel, I guess, being a middle distance runner and in that cross country? Because it is, it is a different mindset, but at least, it, it, again, it's not quite as far as what the the men's side are doing.
1: Yeah, I, I, I always, the, I'll go quick side note, with the boys, when they're going from high school to college. You know, try to the high school guys I've worked with. Try to let them know, like, hey, that this is a big jump. You're going from five k's to eight to ten k's. That's a lives so I saw a lot of every year. There were a lot of boys coming in that just I mean, they they crumbled a little bit under some of the training, and it is hard. The girls, again, I go back to the adjustment was hard because again the training was um, Coach Martin. Um, and then, as I got older, understanding why we trained the way we did um, at altitude. One, you can't do a lot of speed work because of you go into oxygen debt immediately. You know, trying to run a certain pace um, for repeats or anything. So his was a strength program, and I definitely had to adjust every year and know what I could do, know what my limits were. And, um, you know, by the time my junior, senior year rolled around, I knew I had to cross train at least one day a week. Cause that was another thing we were running or we were practicing seven days a week. You had to take care of yourself. Definitely iron, you know, iron deficiency was a real thing for a lot of people. So coach always made sure we were taking a supplement, but then going back to being a a middle distance kid and doing cross country One, again, the competitiveness. I I saw the girls. I was like running fast. I wanted to run fast. I wanted to do that. And I also, I was lucky that there were several examples of middle distance girls that were successful at Adams that were successful in cross country. Um, Right off the top of my head, she was a grad student when I came in. Um, Sarah Parkey Meyer, she was a like six time national champ, I think for track. But she was great across country She she ran well. She was an All-American several times. And that's just one of the examples. Um, who else was... Uh, I'm trying to think. But it just, again, the tradition was, was seeing girls that were successful in both. And that mentally helped me and showed that, like, no, I can do this if I really tried. To say, let's say, freshman, sophomore year of college... I still did not love cross country. It it was mentally, it was very hard. We'd go for tempo runs, and that that was my kryptonite. Were like the longer stuff, you know. If we're doing mile repeats, or uh, if you remember lappers, I was like, yay, we're doing lappers. Like that's that's my thing. Like oh, we got we got 400 repeats, 800 repeats. That's my thing. But tempo runs or long steady state, that I I mentally I hated it. I would get mad, and I'm like, oh, my God, I have to do this workout. It's going to be terrible, and I would have a terrible mentality. And finally, sophomore year maybe, like for in, in track or something, I just remember Coach got mad at me. And he said, Victoria, you need to quit crying about these tempo runs. Like, you really, you just need to suck it up, and you need to run. Just quit complaining. Quit being scared of it. And it was something about that where yes, eventually I was like, you know what? Yes, you're right. I I'm I'm gonna embrace it. And mentally it just was able to elevate me, you know, by leaps and bounds. And yeah, it just every year I improved and could handle more. But luckily during track I stayed fast enough where I did not have to run five K's on the track. <laughs> <laughs> But, but it was, it was just, it was a big, is a mental game. It it really turned into a mental thing to enjoy cross country as much as I enjoyed track.
0: I think oftentimes distance runners, runners who do both cross country and track, you know, it, it really is a love and hate relationship. You love one. And, and maybe hate's too strong of a word, but you love one and you do the other one to make the <laughs> one you love better.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> You're like that necessary evil to stay in shape for the one I love.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like <laughs> I, I, I was, I was always the cross country runner. I hated track. Hated it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and when, when we started, uh, whenever I did indoor track for the first time, cause you know, New Mexico, we didn't, we yeah. didn't have it. I thought it was the coolest thing because, one, you're inside, so out of the elements. <laughs> and, two, because, like, everybody's there, you know. You're, you have your throwers there and the jumpers and then all your runners, and you're able to cheer everybody on. And I, I thought indoor track was the coolest thing since slice bread. It was so neat. Although, the like, the concept of the smaller track at first was because, you know, some tracks are 250, and then you got other tracks that are a little smaller. Yeah, But yeah, that, that was really fun to
0: experience. Oh yeah. And, and the difference between, you know, a banked track and a flat indoor track. Yes. (laughs) I had, uh, and now I'm blanking on, on, uh, who it was. Oh, and actually my, my last guest who we're recording this before that one goes out, but, (laughs) um, uh, she was talking about how indoor track made her think about basketball when she was playing <laughs> basketball. Cause everybody's there and the echo of the crowd and it's bouncing off the walls. And it's just like, you know, I, I, was, I was like, that makes sense to me. Okay. I get, <laughs> I get that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Like the fans and the energy and that, that's, yeah, that's what I feel during track.
0: You know, Adam state has such a, like you talked about that tradition and we could go on and on about that, but to be able to put your name up there and add your name to those cross country national champs to add your name to the, you know, the, the D two national champs from Adam state. Like, how did that feel to you?
1: it accomplished um, keeping the tradition alive because when um, 2003 um, was my first year that um, I was on the team to go to that for four nationals that year. And it was in the 1990s Adams went nine years in a row, I want to say. And then from about, 2 2000. I want to say to 2002, um, they they didn't win and they got some of like the worst team placings that Adams had ever gotten. And so 2003, we come in and um, we end up actually uh, double champs, men and women's. We were we were both team champions that year and that was just extra special because we train with the guys too. We were, we all train together. We're in practices together. We're in workouts together and to bring the national title back men and women, it was just amazing. Like we did it. We, you know, we brought it back. We, it just, it was so neat. Like to, to, to say you're a national champion and to be a part of that team and, and we started a streak of 7 so i was part of we won team uh, the team national champions for d2 2003 2004 and 2005 and 2004 and 5 i was our number one runner at nationals it it was you know again thinking of being a middle distance kid it it blew my mind but at the same time i was like okay this is what i got to do i i remember my senior year for, for two thousand five, um, the one and only cross country meet I ever won in college was our regional meet. My senior year, wow. that was the only meet I ever won. And going into nationals, just our mentality, um, and and I just remember like telling my teammates, like whatever happens, I know I'm running you know, my feet off for you guys. Like I'm going to go all out, do whatever I can to help the team because we there, you know, individually, I knew there were some girls that were good, but I just remember that. And um, I finished 12 seconds behind first place and less than a second from second place my senior year. And it just, again, just to tradition, like when you're an underclassman, it's kind of funny, but like you're too naive and I want to say dumb to know that you can't run that fast. Like coach would give us a speech and he would just make you feel like you could run through a brick wall. Like you didn't know that you shouldn't be so-and-so or that you shouldn't beat this team. You didn't know that. You just ran what he told you and cause your teammates were up there. You're like, Oh, okay. I, I gotta be up there too. So you didn't know that you weren't supposed to be fast and it was just, it was just amazing. It was, uh, I remember it was, yeah, cross country was my first All-American that sophomore year. And I just remember like accomplishing that was like one of the first steps, like I became an All-American. Holy crap. That's, that is neat. That was, you know, my first, one of my first goals, like making the team obviously, but being an All-American, cause it's like, wow, that's, that's so out of reach. It felt like, and then for track, when like realizing the years that I was able to win, like that was another like I win. Like we, we knew time wise um, it wasn't as competitive or like if I can run this, I can do this. And it, it just, again, accomplishing some of those things was yeah, it's, <laughs> those were dreams come true. Those, those were those were things I'd written about and and dreamt about and wished upon, you know, as a freshman in college, like asking coach, coach telling me, you can be an All-American. I'm like, really? I really can? And then you get All-American. He's like, you can be a national champion. Really? I can, I can be a national champion. And then it happens. And oh man, it's so many things are possible.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When did you know? I mean, again, like, you're a national champion. You're part of national championship teams, but when did you know you could compete post-collegiately?
1: Um, I guess senior year, finally hitting certain times during track. Um, at the time, uh, my senior year, I was able to get our our fifteen hundred meter record outdoors which I ran 420 point something. And that, that was actually broken last year by some incredible Irish girls on the team right now. Oh my God. I mean, they, they smashed that record. But at the time, like realizing I can, I can run these USA qualifiers, I was like, hey, I'm, I'm only, you know, only going to possibly be able to run at this level for only this window of years in my life. I'm go for broke try it like so maybe after like junior senior year I was like I still want to run you know as much as I can as fast as I can for as long as I can and that kind of pushed me to keep trying after after I graduated.
0: What was it like to hit those times to be an Olympic trials qualifier?
1: Oh man (laughs) It it came at a good time for me. Um, my my PR the two oh four, I I ran it at Mount Sac, but I remember I wasn't I was like in a morning race, like you know the the faster races were in the afternoon evening, and I was running the fifteen hundred in the evening, but I was running like the day before in an earlier eight hundred, and I still remember second lap hitting the hundred meter straightaway. And the clock was still like 1.50, 1.51. And I'm like, where am I? <laughs> oh my oh my goodness. Like I can run, you know, low two minutes. And I remember hitting the time and it was a qualifier for USA's for the trials that year. And I, I, I'll say I got lucky, but still I ran that time, but I got lucky because there was a lot of girls who were like That didn't double, but that ran the eight and the 15 that opted for the 15. And I was able to get in um, because just, you know, uh, I'll say, because that was 2008. So I'll say like 2010 is when the USA women's middle distance, I started blowing up. And that's a good thing. I'm happy for that. But at the time, the 204 got me in. Nowadays, you have to run 202 or faster to even qualify for USAs. But just to that was the highlight of my running career that really was that was like i can always say olympic trials qualifier and the only thing that got me sadder was for the first race for quarterfinals they took 16 women to the semifinals and i ran the 17th fastest time that day but again i got to run at hayward field i got to meet so many people i it, it was Something I'll never forget. Always appreciate, and you know, tell people this: this stuff is possible. You know, like little old Las Vegas, you can do it. (laughs) You can do it, New Mexico, you can.
0: I I, exactly. I that's that's just it's, you know, so fascinating. It's so amazing. I mean, two o four is so fast still. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it, it is. And I mean, all your PRs are, are 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 good. They're legit. Like they're they're fast times. And I guess what was that like? You know, that post um, post collegiate, you know, training for these things because that can be a hard time for a lot of runners.
1: Yeah, I got lucky. So I, I my collegiate eligibility finished in two thousand six, but I stayed in Alamosa for grad school. Um, There was a two year program. So it was part of the plan, like, okay, get my master's but I'm gonna stay training with the team, with coach. And so coach Martin still coached me during that time. So the transition for those few years was easy. Um, I just stuck with the cycle of training that I was in and continued on from there. Cause after 2008, that was um, the best shape that I had been in, and so for two thousand seven and eight, that was easy. That was the, again the transition was easy. It was after um, the trials. I had just graduated grad school, and my parents were like, "Hey, you have a master's degree. Go get a job." <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. And these weird—I don't know if to say coincidences, but um, because a one of Coach Martin's old teammates, who is the head coach at Rice. Yeah, you know, so I was applying to be a, a coach, a college coach. Um, and he found out that Tulane University at the time was looking for an assistant coach. And so I got in touch with the coach, sent my resume, and just funny enough, went, you know, flew out to New Orleans, interviewed, and I got the job, you know. So so I was still sort of running, but I I got a legit coaching job at a, you know, mid-major D1 school. So I moved to New Orleans, not knowing a soul to coach. (laughs) Talk about an adventure. I mean.
0: A little different than Vegas and Alamosa. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, uh, you know, first within the first four days that I get there, we had to evacuate for Hurricane Gustav. So that was fun and crazy all at the same time. But, I mean, it's experiences like that that I can never take back and won't ever take back. So I coached for about a year. I still ran. <laughs> That's where my half marathon PRs is from. Um, some of my athletes were doing. It was before New Orleans became a rock and roll series marathon. And I, I, I luckily, okay, so I went in to sign up for the half. There was no spots left for the half. And I'm like, oh, my God, what am I going to do? I, I don't want to sign up for the marathon and then drop out. Like, And I just so happened to see a lady grab a piece of paper and she was signing up. She had already signed up for the half and she was going to drop down to the 5k. And I literally, I I saw she was filling that out and I looked at her and I was like, can you go with me to the registration table, please? I was like, I want to run the half. (laughs) You're running the 5k now, please. And she did. And I was able to get into the half and I wanted that day.
0: Wow.
1: Crazy. But, um, I I lived for a year in New Orleans. And then the head coach that I was working with, okay, this is, I always like to mention this is a funny side note for any NFL football fans. The head coach I was working with at the time, um, her name was Heather Van Norman, great lady, one of my mentors. Um, Her son is Odell Beckham Jr. So (laughs) I, I can say I took Odell to football practice one time, and I watched him play basketball in high school. But um, she, she got offered a coaching job at the University of Tennessee um, for the sprint job the one year after I was at Tulane. And J.J. Clark was still the women's coach at the University of Tennessee. And I still wanted to run. I still wanted to try to compete professionally. And so I asked her to ask him if he would mind if i would move out there to knoxville tennessee and i met him and he's like sure come come out here if you move out here you can train with us wow. and yeah it, like random like <laughs> if you would asked me any other time you know two years before hey you're going to be living in knoxville tennessee i why why would i be in tennessee and um i, I moved out to knoxville after the one year of coaching. Um, I got a personal training job to supplement, you know, the training. I was able to be a volunteer coach at Tennessee for, for cross country and track, which, you know, the SEC is also next level. Oh, my goodness. And um, I mean, the people I got to train with at that time. it, it Chanel Price. Phoebe Wright.
0: Oh, wow.
1: Sarah Bowman. Um, Hazel. Clark was still running at the time, um, for a little bit. Um, and then coach's wife, coach Clark's wife, who was my idol at the time was still the 800 meter American record holder for the outdoors, uh, Miles Clark. I got to sit in their living room and just watch TV with her. It was, it was mind blowing.
0: (laughs) That's, that's amazing.
1: Right? Like it was, it was the neatest, craziest thing, and I'm like, "Oh wow, I'm really here training," and and that's how I qualified for was it 2010 indoors because yeah. um, I trained for a while, and and then just um, Coach Clark's training was a lot different. It was a lot more speed based, um, very fast. I mean, we were. I, I found some old workouts the other day, and all I remember in the middle of one of the workouts, we had an 800. This was in a practice. I ran a 214 800 in the middle of a workout. And like, I'm not, you know, again, I'm not in the front of the pack. And just unfortunately, injuries kind of caught me at that time around like 2011. Is the first time I ever fell out of loving with running.
0: <laughs> and that's a hard fall.
1: <laughs> it, it really was. It was a very you know what it feels like, like when you don't want to run for the first time, it was sad. Very sad.
0: Wow. What is your relationship with running now? I mean, that was 2011. This is, you know, 10 years afterward. Mm -hmm. In that time, you know, I know you did some high school coaching uh, with Sal at Rio Rancho. You're back there Mm -hmm. now helping out. Um, you know, I know you've done some other some other things, but what is your relationship with running, you know, ten years after that?
1: Um I- I'm in a good place. Uh just throughout the years, I've I've had two kids um since then, moved a couple of times back and forth between New Mexico and Tennessee. My husband, I met him in Knoxville, and we we've gone back and forth and we just got back here. So I when I was in Knoxville, so I was assistant for uh, volunteer assistant at Tennessee for a year. Um, I helped coach a middle school team one one season. That was it was interesting, but that was fun. Um, and so, for a few years, I think when I moved back here in 2013, and and I helped sell with those teams at Rio Rancho, um, it kind of kick started. A love again, like I would run off and on, but I could never commit and um, after my second kid he he just turned a year old with the second baby i I worked out throughout my my second pregnancy um, I tried to run as much as long as I could to say and um and um now. I'm, I'm running consistently. I'm, I, I, I like to see where I can get to. I always think I'm not where I once was, but I can get somewhere again. Like maybe I'm not 204, but you know what? I'm going to go try to run. I wanted my first goal is to run a sub 25K again. <laughs> and so I'm enjoying it. Um, I um, love getting out there. I, I didn't use my jogging stroller with my first kid. But the second kid, I I we we go. In fact, this morning I did another six miles with him um, in the jogging stroller. So um, I really am intentional with trying to get runs in nowadays.
0: That's that's great. And you know, you talked about doing a, a half marathon before, and you're talking about a five k now. How how high uh, do you think you might go? Might go for another <laughs> half, a marathon.
1: <laughs> That's really funny. So, <laughs> uh, what uh, what is the book called? The author, if if people who are into ultras and you know who David Goggins is, okay. and I recently bought his book, and I've already read it twice. <laughs> okay, and yes, years back, I used to even tell myself I'm never running a marathon. Um, I was I was petrified from my friends who trained for marathons when I was still in Alamosa. You know they're they're doing all these long runs like we would literally i would go on like my 12 mile run go back get my car and then go out and ride with you know drive with them while they're running and i was i was like no i'm not doing a marathon because i want to run it fast but i'm not going to train to run it fast well after reading david goggins and and reading more into ultra stuff i say it I, i haven't i haven't signed up for anything but it sounds very interesting, like like an ultra, and I'll start with the baby ultra, like what, like a 50K, which is maybe like the 30 mile something.
0: Yeah.
1: It sounds very interesting. It really does. I, I've met some people from the community and then just follow people online. And I don't think it is out of the realm of impossibility to, to one day do some sort of ultra race. 100 miles, okay, um, ah, cutting the, you know, push, stopping that right there, maybe, but, but something shorter, I, I think. Um, again, it would be a different challenge. Not to say that marathon wouldn't, of course. But um, but I think ultras and then um, Spartan races. I, I did one years ago, only the sprint, but they're so fun. I I still you know weight lift and do um, you know body weight stuff and exercises along with running and spartan stuff you know you're doing obstacles and lifting things and stuff like that and that's i think also in my realm so somewhere somewhere down the line i'm hoping actually later this year i can coordinate it where i can find a race and and go somewhere and do that
0: i think um you know the the ultras kind of intrigue me as well i still Mm want to do I'd like to do a, a fastish half. And I think the thing about ultras is they're not tied to anything you know, right? Like you can't compare yeah. yourself. You can like, <laughs> yeah. Well, I used to do this. I should be able to get at least here. It's it's completely different, right? You can't you don't yeah. can't get that comparison. <laughs> so with your running and, and being more consistent you did kind of start trying to put together uh, a Rio Rancho running group that people can follow on Instagram. Um, I think, is it just on Instagram?
1: So I'm only on Instagram and Facebook. Um, (laughs) I probably need to be a little more tech savvy um, (laughs) in my older age, but um, yeah, I, you know, I moved back here last August and I was slowly running more. Cause again, just, just had my child a couple months earlier. And um, when I talked with Sal about helping him coach again, and then um, he actually was the one that like brought it up because I asked him, I was like, Hey, does anybody, has anybody started anything in Rio Rancho? Cause I knew about Dukes and there was a couple like other groups around. I remember hearing about the Soul Sisters and, um, and, and things like that. But I, I asked him, I was like, how come nobody started anything in rio rancho again for what we were talking about earlier we're just driving all the way into albuquerque or driving on the west side or going to the foothills when you're in rio rancho some days that's you know it's just not possible logistically and time wise and he said nobody really had like maybe some people attempted but it just didn't stick and so i kept throwing the idea around my head, like, okay, how can I do this? Can I do this? Will I do this? What's, what's going on? And eventually I was just like, I mean, I might as well try. Um, so just thinking of a name, you know, took a couple weeks, but so Rio Rancho Running, and again, and you can find me on, on again, only Facebook or Instagram under Victoria Collins Run. Vicks Run is my handle, but Real Rancho Running is under Rio Rancho Running. And I'm, I'm only meeting up twice a week right now. Um, Sundays, eight thirty at the Alameda Open Space. Um, I ran with uh, one lady guru this morning, so we did our. She did a ten k, so we did that together. That was nice. And then Wednesdays at six thirty a.m. Um, I'm going to the Rio Rancho Sports Complex. I haven't had people the last two weeks, but it's still been nice to get up and run that early. Um, again, with two kids, my husband's working, so logistically, I also have to figure things out. But I just wanted to start something for the Rio Rancho community, like this. You know, this is started by me, but I don't want it to just me. I I want people to hopefully hear about it. I want people to meet up because we are different abilities. You know, I, I know so many people that just enjoy running just for the sake of running. Um, and I, I get kind of sad because sometimes people know how much I love running and, you know, they'll be like, oh, that sounds great, but I'll, I'll slow you down or, you know, you'll go too fast. And, and I want to tell them that. That's, that's not what I'm trying to accomplish. Like, yes, I'm still going to do my running on on my own and different things. But on these days that I'm meeting with people, I want to meet you where you are. I want to show you that running can be fun. I want to show you that running can be healthy, that it can be beneficial, that it can be fun. Like, I just want, you know, because if more people come out, then you're going to find more people at your speed. And and like I said, for the, I, I know there's people in Rio Rancho. I see them around, <laughs> running around at all different times of the day. I just want us to coordinate to meet all at once because, honestly, <laughs> I get tired of running by myself sometimes. And then running with the stroller, sometimes that is my only option. And, you know, I know there are other moms out there. Like, I do not want to exclude them in because I know there are a lot of great guys that just want to come run a good 5K. But I, I, I want... To hopefully create something where people can meet, and and if I have to change the days and times, that's fine. I just I just want to get something going, and I've heard you know that it happens in the first few weeks, few months. Maybe there's nobody. You get a little trickle of people here and there, but hey, at least I know I'm I'm trying, and I again I I want to encourage the community to to get together here in Rio Rancho.
0: Well, I think I think that's great, and I don't I don't think there can ever be too many running groups.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Because you're gonna find you know things you like about each one, and so being able to, well, I'm gonna go run with this group this day because they're closer. Or I'm gonna run with this group this day because you know I want to see this guy. You know, whatever it is, I I, I don't yeah. think that there's there can be too many, and I think it's a great thing, and. Um, when I post this, I'll, I'll have the, the links to the, both of you and the running Rio Rancho running, uh, provided so people can click on it, follow you and all that Gosh. fun stuff as well. So hopefully <laughs> we'll, we'll get you a couple of other people.
1: <laughs> I, I hope so. I really do. Cause, cause again, I mean, I enjoy it, but I, I want other people to know that it, it, it can be enjoyable, you know? I mean, you know. You're with running. You're involved in it, and this is—it's just something different about about it. You know the camaraderie, the when you suffer with somebody on a run, it's a different connection—a different connection.
0: Absolutely. You know, I think that's a great place to wrap up. Uh, there is so much more I could ask you about and chat. I mean, more about the Olympic trials and USA qualifiers and. The Clarks, I mean, I could spend an entire episode just asking about them, but...
1: Yeah, I'm a complete running nerd. Oh, I still follow USAs and NCAs, and I'm like, oh, so-and-so ran this time, and this record... Oh, yeah, I it's, can it for yeah. hours. Uh, I love
0: it. Yeah, but... Well, for the sake of time, and, you know, so you can get back to your to your babies, <laughs> <laughs> um, we'll, we'll wrap up here, but... You know, I have to ask you the last question I ask everybody, and that is, you know, what are you listening to to kind of get you going, get you moving, get you out for that run or just ready for the day?
1: All right. So I have my Pandora station and this is uh, my my reggaeton. <laughs> so we throw out, you know, Daddy Yankee, um, love some of his stuff. Uh Right now, there's a good one with uh, um, Black Eyed Peas called "Mamacita." That that one always gets me hype. You can never go wrong with Shakira or Pitbull. <laughs> but uh, yeah, if I'm if I'm getting hype for like a, a faster workout, I, I pull out some of the Spanish music.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's 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 awesome. You know, again, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, I may have to have you back on again and just and just dig deeper on some of this stuff because again, like there's so much. I, th- I feel like I could ask you even just about some of those old Vegas uh, runs.
1: <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate you asking. This was so much fun. I, I, I anytime I get to talk running, I'm, oh, I'm giddy. Yeah. I, I get excited. So, yeah. uh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. Anything else before I let you go?
1: No, just make sure you go get your run-in today. And if you need a little extra motivation, find me on social media. I'll be happy to, to tell you something nice or something mean if if that works. But yeah, go, go get your run-ins, take care of yourself, drink your water. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'd once again like to thank my guest for their time and thank you for tuning in. If you have the opportunity, please rate and review wherever you listen to your podcasts or just help spread the word. Music was provided by Philip Friedman. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJ Teach. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at RunningNM. Feel free to drop me a line or shoot me an email at Mexico at gmail.com if you have any questions or know of someone who should be interviewed. In the meantime, keep running, New Mexico.